Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio, and this episode is being brought to you by Carnivora. Most of us want to lose weight and live a healthy and longer life, and the key to making that happen requires being able to swing on our body's ability to promote cellular protection and rejuvenation. And joining us today is Dr. Walter Longo, author of The Longevity Diet. He's going to share his scientifically engineered fasting mimicking diet, a proven approach to losing weight, extending our life span and building our resistance to diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, and cancer. If you want to know the secret to living a longer, healthier, and more fulfilled life, don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest has 30 years of experience in the field of longevity and healthy eating. He's a professor of gerontology and biological sciences and director of the Longevity Institute at the USC Leonard Davis School of Gerontology. He's also the director of the Longevity and Cancer Program at the IFOM Institute of Molecular Oncology in Milan, Italy. In addition, he's the founder and president of the Create Cures Foundation based in Los Angeles and Milan. He's received numerous awards for his work in anti-aging, and Time Magazine called him one of the 50 most influential people in healthcare. Welcome to the show, author of The Longevity Diet, Slow Aging, Fight Disease, and Optimize Weight, Dr. Walter Longo. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on the show. First, now tell us the basis behind The Longevity Diet. So the, the longevity diet uh, essentially is based on uh, what I call five pillars of longevity. I, I felt that there's too many uh, ideas out there that are based maybe just on epidemiology or, or on uh, basic research. And I wanted to combine, you know, epidemiology, basic research with clinical studies, with studies of centenarians, and also what I call studies of complex systems to come up uh, with the longevity diet, which is about health of it is about what you eat uh, uh, every day. And the other health is focused on this uh, periodic uh, uh, fasting making diet uh, um, which uh, um, is done uh, or, or can be done maybe three or four times uh, a year for about five days. Let's talk about fasting. There are so many different varieties out there of these fasting diets. Some say we should shorten our window of eating and some recommend going several days without food. And the latest trend is not eating for 23 hours every day. And it's getting really confusing here. Help set the record straight. What's the ideal way to fast? Yes, so, so I think there are two uh, ideal ways, and one uh, is uh, something fairly common, which is 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of eating, and um, that seems to be, and, and this is something that, that should be done, uh, of course, every day, um, and this seems to be um, effective, but uh, much safer than the longer 16, 18, or, or even 23 hours of fasting which are associated with lots of problems. So you're okay with the, the 12, 14 hours in, in fasting? Because that's what I do. I, I stop eating at 7 at night, and I eat breakfast usually about 8 or 9, and that's, you know, about 13 hours I fast every day. Is that long enough for me to be spending fasting to reap the health benefits? Well, I mean, that that's, uh, if you will, it's a normal way to eat more than fast, right? So that that is the correct way to eat. So eat within 12 hours a day, and um, and then uh, you know rest for for 12 hours a day, 
Um, then the, the real fasting, I think, it comes in with this longer periodic uh, uh, fasting, mm-hmm. mimicking diets or fasting. And the idea there is to, uh, is to um, uh, achieve a number of, of changes, including entering a, a true ketogenic mode, so push the body uh, to uh, deplete all the, the reserves of, of, of glucose, and then uh, uh, go to fat, and particularly abdominal fat, uh, uh, for uh, metabolic energy. And uh, so that's when the body undergoes a, a process of uh, a shrinking and, and then during the refining re-expansion. And this shrinking and re-expansion uh, was shown uh, to be associated with uh, a, a rejuvenating uh, process. Got it. I'm among, you know, the millions of people out there that have gut issues, and I often go 24 hours on the weekends just not eating anything, and it's amazing by simply allowing my digestive system to rest how much better I feel. Talk to us about how people can control hunger pangs if they want to fast for longer, maybe a full day. Is there anything they can do to curtail their hunger? Yes, so this is why uh, originally, uh, over 10 years ago, when we started looking at uh, uh, fasting for cancer, uh, we, we try to do a water-only uh, uh, cancer trial, so where uh, patients that were receiving chemotherapy did water-only fasting, um, and that did not work very well, uh, either with patients or with oncologists, and so the, the National Cancer Institute and, and National Institute on Aging then funded uh, our research to develop a fasting mimicking diet. And that's what we did, and and uh, so now the, the compliance is is much better. And the idea is to have uh, food ingredients that will uh, act on, on genes and, and gene expression the same way that water-only fasting does. So, um, so this fasting-making diet is a low protein, low sugar, high fat, uh, uh, but certain type of fats, good fats, um, and um, and it allows the the, the patients or, or people to. Uh, uh, to undergo fasting in a much more uh, reasonable uh, and, and also, I think, uh, a safer way. Got that. So in other words, it's, it's, it's fooling the body into your fasting, but you're eating foods that aren't really overriding the system is kind of the premise, right? Yes, the premise is to, uh, first of all, allow people to have the, the normal routine of uh, breakfast, lunch, uh, snack, uh, dinner, and um, and then, uh, but do so uh, with, of course, a, a restriction of calories. So it's not a normal caloric uh, intake, but it's, it's fairly high. And so um, it's about 1,100 calories on day one, and then it goes down to 800 calories on day two to five. Uh, so yeah, so people have a reasonable amount of food, and um, and at the same time, uh, of course, with this food, we take care of uh, hunger issues, but also. Uh, making sure that uh, the blood pressure doesn't drop too low, making sure that um, the glycemia, the the, uh, glucose levels in the blood uh, don't drop too too low, etc. So people, um, I always say, you know, fasting came around every 50 years or so, and everybody gets excited until some people start getting hurt, and uh, and then the the medical community basically uh, turns against it, and it goes away, and that's... uh, it's going to happen again unless we uh, we standardize it and uh, and we have you know lots of clinical trials and lots of uh, data uh, pointing to the exact mode of fasting that uh, works best. And, and that's not to say that you cannot do a, a 24-hour water fast and be fine. But uh, you know if you're thinking of applying this to millions of people, uh, then yeah. uh, then we have to standardize it. 
Got that. Now, you're an advocate of eating fish, and I am too. What if somebody doesn't eat fish or any animal foods? Can the plant-based dieters listening follow the longevity diet? Yes. I mean, the, the longevity diet is mostly uh, plant-based with the exception of, of fish uh, uh, twice a week. So, uh, so it, it is very close to a, a vegan uh, diet, uh, but um, the reason for having fish in there is because of, of malnourishment and um, Right. In the years that I followed, you know, many, many people um, that are vegan, uh, I would say the, the majority of them are uh, have some uh, form of malnourishment, uh, whether they realize it or not, and most of them don't. Uh, one, of, uh, one of them is uh, protein restriction. And, um, and so, um, so you, yeah, you can be perfectly healthy being vegan, no doubt, but it's, it's pretty difficult, you know, so... Um, so that's that's where the um, eat, eat fish twice a week uh, comes from. Uh, but um, yeah, if if that's not possible or, or that's something that uh, someone excludes, then uh, you right. just have to pay lots of attention to uh, to the protein intake, particularly, um, and try to keep it at uh, maybe 0.35 grams per pound right. of body weight uh, uh, every day. Um, and, um, yeah, so if you talk to most vegans, they, they're below that. Right. Before we continue, I want to tell you about a product I take called Carnivora. The coronavirus, you know, it's created mass hysteria. Hand sanitizers sold out and face masks are back ordered and people are actually using coffee filters instead. Lysol's being sprayed on everything that people own. And those that don't have a healthy immune system are at greater risk. And that's why I take Carnivora, a nutritional powerhouse made from extracts of the Venus flytrap. Carnivora contains 17 naturally occurring compounds that help support a healthy immune system. I first learned about Carnivora back in the 80s. President Ronald Reagan took it to strengthen his immune system. Having therapies from around the world at his disposal, Reagan chose Carnivora and you should too. Carnivora is a 100% plant-based product that nourishes and helps strengthen the body. Instead of stressing out about getting sick, take proactive steps to boost your immune system. Order yours today at Carnivora.com and be sure and use promo code GOODHEALTH and receive a discount on your order. That's Carnivora.com, promo code GOODHEALTH. I know in your book you share how starvation triggers the clean-out process of autophagy. Share with the listeners, what is that? What actually is taking place and why is that beneficial? Um, What's taking place is something fairly obvious, which is uh, a body that is expecting not to eat for a long time starts uh, uh, losing uh, um, components uh, or shrinking components, and uh, but it also starts eating itself. And so uh, lots of uh, um, components inside of a cell, but also lots of cells start dying uh, so that uh, they're not uh, energetic uh, um, weight uh, for the system, right. but also uh, so that the f- system can actually eat them uh, uh, for energy. Um, so, um, so then you can imagine, as we already knew from the from a, a process called apoptosis, you can imagine that when you are now having to make the decision on what you keep and 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 what you don't. Uh, that the body in, in, in these three billion years of evolution uh, uh, will have figured out uh, how to select uh, good from bad. And, um, and so we, we published a number of papers suggesting that and suggesting that 
whether it's a precancerous cell, a cancerous cell, or a, um, a uh, you know, insulin-resistant cell, or an autoimmune cell that the body, uh, during that period, can detect some dysfunction and preferentially target those, uh, those damaged cells. Uh, then, um, not surprisingly, um, although we haven't clearly demonstrated the selection of stem cells, but um, we suspect that sort of the good stem cells are, are selected um, to give rise to the newly differentiated cells. So, so this process is, you know, as you can see, is potentially extremely potent, meaning that yeah. you get rid of a lot of damaged cells no matter where they are. You get rid of damaged intracellular components um, and then pick the, the, some of the best uh, um, stem cells and progenitor cells to give rise to, uh, to uh, regeneration once the, the, the person... Uh, starts eating normally again. That's not, now, some of it we've 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 demonstrated, but most of it we demonstrated in mice. Uh, but some of it we started uh, showing evidence in humans from the clinical trials. So um, we suspect that something similar is happening in in people. That's great. Now, what about these folks that are following the keto diet and they're eating abundance of animal protein, believing they can achieve this, you know, ketogenesis and they're cleaning out their cells, they're getting healthy. Share why maybe not doing that isn't great for the metabolic system. Um, We we, we don't know, but certainly uh, if you look um, at the epidemiological data, if you go back to the pillars, um, there's a number of uh, uh, animal studies some of them showed that if you have sort of the perfect ketogenic diet, um, which is, uh, I believe, fairly low protein, um, that the mice can live just a little bit longer. But uh, the general ketogenic diet uh, studies show that mice live shorter. The epidemiological human studies show that people uh, that have a, a low-carb diet uh, on average uh, live shorter and have more disease. Um, so, just because of those uh, those uh, pillar negative uh, data, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that's probably not such a good idea. And um, and um, I think that um, even at a theoretical level, um, you're not really by having this uh, high protein, you're driving the um, you're driving the IGF one, the, the growth factor pathways, you're driving the TOR pathway. Those are the the um, the two sets of genes or the two pathways that um, have been clearly established to be uh, accelerating the aging process. So if you maintain an animal-based, uh, high-protein uh, diet, you, uh, also at the theoretical level, um, you, you're set you're set up to accelerate aging and not slow down aging. So so you're missing this sort of shrinking re-expansion. Uh, process because you always have high energy, but you're also at the same time pushing these growth pathways. And, um, and, and now hundreds of laboratories have, have shown that, uh, including human studies, have shown that uh, um, these, uh, by having high activity of these protein response pathways, uh, you live shorter. So the longevity diet is really an anti-aging diet. It's going to keep us young and thriving. The, the longevity diet is... is um, a, a nutrition program that uh, takes all the, the 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 common denominator among all the type of studies done, whether it's looking at what do the centenarians do, 
or looking at, how do I make a mouse live 40, 50% longer than normal mm -hmm. and get lots less diseases? So if you, if you do that and, and, you, um, and you look for the, what's common, uh, what, what's shown to be working in all these different pillars, um, then you come up with something very similar to, to the longevity diet. And, and, and the purpose was also to make sure that it wasn't something that three years down the road, uh, uh, I'm going to change my mind and say, oh, no, 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 this new, this new study came right. out. And, and so this changes everything. And, you know, and, and part of that um, is allowed by, the, by including the big and long uh, epidemiological studies um, and the centenarians um, and the following centenarians all over the world. So, you know, the centenarians are not going to change their diet anytime soon. So we're not uh, going to see that. So that's part of why I think that, uh, yeah, there's going to be modifications. So eventually we may say, uh, we might tweak uh, some of it, but um, I think that, and, and we might personalize. It, it is possible right. that some people uh, don't respond as well to one type of diet. Although with the longevity diet, I try to to say, you know, a, a German may eat very differently uh, from an Italian and, and from somebody in Japan, you know. So I already sort of um, integrated that in the, in the idea that not everybody should have the same type of food, but... Uh, but some of the rules should be uh, probably respected. Yeah, I know in your book you talk about the detriment that sugar plays on our health. Define sugar. Does this include natural fructose sugar found in fruits we should avoid, or is fruit okay? Uh, well, no, of course it, it includes uh, fructose uh, from fruit, um, and, uh, and fruit is okay, but uh, uh, fruit uh, is okay at uh, reasonably low levels. Uh, I, I would... Uh, in the book, I talk much more about vegetables, but fruit is fine. Uh, but some mm -hmm. fruit, you know, for example, if you have uh, uh, two bananas, um, in most people, um, the the level of glucose, the blood glucose, will rise sharply, and and as right. a consequence of that, the insulin will rise. Um, so, so I would say that that's very uncommon for most of the vegetables, and um, and so uh, for for those reasons, also. Uh, lots of fruit, uh, or at least some fruits, uh, can um, has inflammatory uh, ingredient, and so mm -hmm. the people that might have gastrointestinal issues um, could uh, could suffer from eating lots of fruit. So it's it, you know pick the fruit that don't bother you, and and keep it you know one or two fr fruits a day, and that's fine. Uh, but I wouldn't go past that, and um, and also that's got to be taken into the context of you know how much starches you have during the day uh, or, or pure sugar you know so if you already have a diet with lots of bread and pasta and rice um and in and, and you know added sugar uh, now adding two bananas may not be such a good idea at all but uh you know maybe adding an apple uh, may be uh reasonable Right. Are you a fan of uh, juicing, like doing the juice fast as part of this, or because it's, uh, you know, the digestion and, and, and the sugar is an issue? Yes. So, no, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an enemy of juice fasting. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and, you know, for the reason that I, I talked about before, which is, uh, um, you know, in addition to the issues of having fruit in there, uh, but also the, um, the improvisation. And, and, and so now... Um, fasting, especially long fasting, may be one of the most powerful interventions uh, um, to uh, uh, prevent uh, 
diseases. I mean, some of it we're beginning to prove, but some of it uh, is still out there to be uh, to be studied. But certainly has that potential, let's say. Um, and so we don't want to make it into uh, something that um, somebody goes to the local store uh, to uh, to set up. And you know, every ingredient uh, um, may um, interfere uh, right. with with the effects of fasting. And so, for sure, you know, fructose and glucose uh, containing fruits uh, um, will interfere. So that we know for sure. And um, and also, uh, inflammatory components that I just mentioned will interfere, uh, or certainly could could cause problems. So I, I think that we um, I, I know that lots of people like to to sort of um, do their own, uh, come up with their own ideas, right. um, and and wish that they work. But um, uh, we, um, you know, we need to uh, look at uh, um, experts and laboratories and, and clinical groups that have been doing this uh, for a long time, and um, and maybe pick the right ones because I agree, not everybody that that has a PhD or an MD uh, is going to come up with the, the right solutions. But certainly, uh, we need to get back to that, making sure that well, push the medical community and the right. science community. To come up with uh, a nutritional-based intervention, but come up with those that that can be tested, can be validated, and eventually, I wouldn't be surprised it can even be uh, FDA approved. Wow, that's fantastic! And uh, 30 seconds we have left. Anything you'd like to share that we didn't have time to cover today? Uh, we covered most of it. Uh, maybe we didn't talk about uh, disease. So now we have lots of clinical trials. I think over uh, 20 trials looking at. Uh, uh, fasting-making diet and cancer, uh, fasting-making diet and, and diabetes and pre-diabetes. So uh, lots of, uh, this year particularly, lots of uh, very uh, interesting uh, publications coming out of our lab and not just our lab. Um, so I think particularly for cancer, this is going to be a year where this uh, fasting is going to uh, make, a, make a, a, a potentially a, a big difference. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. Fascinating topic. I enjoyed it. Hope our listeners took good notes. Uh, for more information and to get your copy of The Longevity Diet, go to walterlongo.com. And while there, be sure and check out his video library, anti-aging tips, and general health information. You can follow him on Facebook at Professor Walter Longo, and that's P-R-O-F. Walter with a V, then Longo. On Instagram, he's at Professor underscore Walter Longo. For my daily tweets and posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Dr. Longo share something today that could inspire somebody that you know, send them a link to this podcast available to YouGoodHealthRadio.com or RadioMD.com and check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, and coworkers. And on social media, sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.